Mama. A word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the Mamahood. Welcome back, mamas. I'm Aubrey and I'm sitting here with Marin. We hope you had the best Mother's Day ever and you felt special and valued and loved last week. This month is Maternal Mental Health Awareness Month. It's actually just Mental Health Awareness Month, but there have been um, a lot of things going on about maternal mental health awareness as well. So we've been thinking about maternal mental health a lot and are hoping to cater the next couple of episodes to this topic. We'll be covering this topic a lot in the future with special guests and experts that we love, and we'll be going into depth about anxiety, depression, fatigue, and everything in between, as well as sharing our own experiences. You probably noticed that last week we took a hiatus and didn't release an episode. And this is because we were just taking time for our souls. And I saw a quote recently that said, take time to make your soul happy. And immediately when I heard it, I knew it was going to be a piece of advice that I needed to hear that would help me with my own mental health. I feel like this is kind of perfect for this week because... It was so funny. We ended up going to Disneyland this week. And then on our way home, Marin's like, we're headed to Disneyland. <laughs> so it was kind of awesome because we both kind of took a break from life, social media. Just It was just good to take a minute with our families. And it was what we both needed. And I think sometimes it's okay to pause life for a minute to do stuff like that. Yeah, totally. And so... Today, we want to talk about the importance of doing something for your soul, whatever it may be. And just for fun, we'll also we'll also share just some of our wins and fails and some of our favorite Disneyland tips and tricks from this week, just because I feel like I learned we both learned a lot. But first, let's talk about self-care or rather soul care. <laughs> um, motherhood is a really demanding job. Totally. If we were to actually be paid, I talked to Dallin about this recently. Like if he were to pay me, if I invoiced him (laughs) for everything that I do, we'd be making six figures as moms because we are full-time nanny, chef, a maid service, a nurse, a teacher, um, and more. And we work 24 seven, even through the night. And many of us also do work on the side, whether that be in our home or full-time job, um, And it just recently occurred to me that we don't have any breaks. (laughs) People who work full time have breaks. They have lunch breaks and company parties and holidays off and um, like sick leave that they can use. And we literally don't have that unless we make it for ourselves. And I recently had the realization that I never have made these things happen for myself and that's not okay and I think it's funny too because if you're working at a corporate job or whatever they're required to give you a 15 minute break every what is it four hours you have I mean it's like it's by law you Mm -hmm. have to take a break so I think it's just interesting because um it it does it makes it so like you feel like it's a constant 24 7 I mean unless I mean no matter what kind of mom you are whether you're you know a stay-at-home mom you 
work outside of the home or you're a mom and working at home. I mean, there's just so many different types of moms. Either way, it doesn't matter. We're all working. And I think even if you're a full-time working mom and you come home, you still have another job at home waiting for you. You're never really off the clock. So I think it, I think this kind of speaks to every mom, no matter what, what your motherhood looks like or what your work life looks like. I think it speaks to all of us. That we really don't have a break, really. Yeah. I mean, and we're all working 24-7. And, and just, I think even, like, if, if you do have a nanny or a babysitter, like, it's still, you still are constantly thinking of your kids. It's a constant, right. you're, even your mental can't take a break sometimes, too. So Exactly. Like, you can step away from a job and really, like, let it go if you need to. But yeah. you can't just let go your concerns and your worries over your kids. That's so true. <clears throat> and, I mean, companies try to keep their workers happy like they want them to be fulfilled and they want them to have enough breaks to work well Mm -hmm. and that's a big reason why they do give holidays off and everything and I've just been thinking about that and how much better can we work can we work well as moms if we also have the same kind of breaks and totally. time to do something for ourselves I just feel like we don't and make I a priority like we need to. I know and I think that needs to be more of a priority because I think the more you are able to do that the better you are as a mom if you're just constantly drained your kids are getting the drained version of you constantly and I think about that a lot because I have a hard time hiring a babysitter or going out for myself or doing stuff like that but I think that I want my kids to it's just like with sleep if you have better sleep you're a better mom it's if you take care of yourself or whatever your soul needs you're going to be a better mom for your kids why I mean, this isn't on our outline, but why don't we do self-care? I mean, why I don't, don't we? I don't know. Is it a guilt? Like, is it a mom guilt thing? Or is it, I mean, what is it for you? I think, yeah, I think that there's a lot of narrative about, maybe not so much now, but that I have have heard about, you know, like being present in your kid's life and how important that is and never missing Mm -hmm. a moment and never making them feel like they're not important to you and I worry about that I think Mm -hmm. but I shouldn't because I grew up happy and my mom worked and had time that she took for herself and I never felt unloved by her so I don't know why that creeps into my mind that my kids will feel like unloved by me if I take time for myself because it's absolutely not true Mm -mm. I feel the same way I feel like it, it, it does creep up on you or, or creep inside of you like you're supposed to be present. You're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be loving every minute of this. And sometimes you just don't. And mm-hmm. You just want to run away for a minute or whatever it may be that just makes you feel like you can take a breath of fresh air. I think another one that maybe a lot of moms will relate to is just like it's really hard for me to justify self-care into our budget. Oh, totally. I can justify anything else into our budget, but it's really hard for me to justify spending money, I guess. And you don't have to spend money to have self-care, but spending money on a babysitter or Mm -hmm. whatever you want to do. Yeah, by the time you go get a pedicure, have your babysitter set, (laughs) grab a bite to eat. I mean, it adds up. Totally. It does. And, but I think it's important to, just like we've talked about, I mean, in general, the importance of date nights and things like that. I think there are just things that are important to budget in and to I think, think so about. Too. And self-care doesn't have to cost money, but. Right. 
And I think you have to figure out what that looks like for you. So for me, like sleep is a huge deal. So part of my soul care is my husband has juggled his work a little bit so that I can sleep in an extra hour or two in the Mm. very early morning so that he can come maybe home a little bit later. But I also needed that two hours of sleep that I got, you know, just from, from that. So I don't think it has to be, you know, going out and having a girl's night all the time. I think it's a lot of it can just be in your everyday, like find something that helps you survive it and helps you be okay. And like, cause if I get that extra one or two hours, I'm a totally different person than if I'm up at the butt crack of dawn Mm -hmm. and I'm like having to peel my eyes open to feed my kids pancakes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it can be an everyday thing and I think it can be a special kind of thing too. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. And it's just a matter of finding what, what, feeds your soul and what makes your soul happy um something i've been thinking about is we are more than just we are more than just motherhood and motherhood is beautiful and wonderful but i feel like we can sometimes get into this mindset after we become moms like okay this is all that i am now i'm just a mom And I know that this has sometimes been a really hard topic for me. Mm -hmm. And like I can get into this rut if I think about it too much and Mm -hmm. get kind of sad about, I don't want to discredit how beautiful motherhood is, but like sometimes I mourn like my old self Mm -hmm. or like my old ambitions or the things that I had, that I did for myself or wanted to do before I became a mom. And it's okay to connect with our old selves again. Mm-hmm. and connect with our soul and everything that that encompasses. I think so too. And embracing the the parts of you before, the parts of you now, and the parts of you that will be in the future too. Yeah. So I think a big part of soul care is being able to find time to connect with our old self or like our self outside of motherhood. Mm-hmm. What do we love that doesn't have to do with motherhood, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to tune into that and give attention and space for that in our life, too. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much. I feel like that's so important, too, because it gives yourself value. And I think it's important for your kids to see that, too. You know, yeah. they're able to see, oh, mom actually really loves painting or she really mm-hmm. loves, you know, and I think it it gives them the freedom to do the same. Well, like I think about my kids and I see so much for them in their future like so much of who they want to be and what they want to do and who they could be Mm -hmm. and I don't want them to feel trapped in like just being a parent and feeling like they can't do pursue anything else for themselves so why do I trap myself in Mm -hmm. that same cycle you know totally and I think too not only do we need to look and see what we were before we were a mom but also we can dive into new things too exactly. all the time. Like mm-hmm. I, I have never been like an interior designer, but like for some reason, all of that is so interesting to me lately. Yeah. And if, I've never really dived into it before. So I'm like, this isn't totally me, but like, it could be you, you know, anything mm-hmm. could be you. It just is a matter of just exploring it and seeing if it is for, even if it's just for a chapter, like you can have, I, I feel like I have way too many hobbies to count, <laughs> but they're definitely in stages. Like sometimes I love to watercolor. Sometimes I love to play the piano and sometimes, you know, there's different stages and then other stages I'm like, oh, I haven't played the piano in months or, you know, yeah. there's just a different stage for what you love to do or what, or f- who you feel like you are. Cause there's a lot that encompasses and a lot of descriptive words to encompass that person. Mm-hmm. I think 
So last summer, I auditioned for a play, and I used to do a lot of theater and performing and everything before I was a mom, and I felt really out of place and kind of dumb for being there because um, I was like, I'm just a mom, and uh, I shouldn't be here with these like college kids and everything, but I ended up doing really well um, in the auditions, and I it just was really, really fun for me to step out just for like an evening and connect back to what I used to do. And when I left, even though I decided not to do the show just because it really was going to be way too time consuming, um, I felt empowered by that, by like taking time to connect with something that I love to do that doesn't have anything to do with motherhood, that has more to do with um, just me or like what I used to do. And um, I just think there's something to be said about not feeling dumb mm-hmm. about stepping outside of motherhood. Don't limit yourself by like, I'm a mom. I'm just a mom. I'm I'm not cool enough to do this or whatever. But like you said, like try new things. Go out of your way to try to explore new options and don't limit yourself. I think so too. I, I crack up because I think about my mom. She's a part of a bowling league right now. And like, she's <laughs> just hilarious. That. Like she's constantly <laughs> trying to like, I mean, she's finishing her degree right now. I mean, she's amazing. She just always is trying new things or you know she's just an explorer and I love Mm -hmm. that like why not just try all these different things so um what are some of the ways that we currently do self-care and then I want to dive into some of like what we wish we could do or what we want to do in the future too okay so I thought a little bit about this for me because I like I said earlier I feel like there's different stages and times for different things right so Mm -hmm. you can have soul care every day you can have soul care when you go on your family vacation I mean there's different ways you can you can do it so for me something I do every day is I listen to something uplifting whether it's from the church or like an audiobook that's inspiring or a podcast hint hint or like (laughs) just anything that like that makes my soul feel alive. If it's draining at all, I exit out of my life because I don't, I just don't have time for it. I'm already Mm -hmm. drained as is just in the trenches of being a mom and not that it's all, it's not all draining, but it's tiring. And so I feel like if you have something uplifting that can help you every single day, I, that's the very first thing I do. So I try to do that before getting on social media, before doing any of that, because I feel like you need something I don't know. It's almost like when you send your kids off to school, you want them to feel like so much love before they go into a world of, right. Of not everyone going to love that. Not everyone's going to love them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of how I do it for me is I need something to like boost me up so that when the world drags me down, it's okay. Like it's at the end of the day, it's okay because I started with something that I was already up here with, you know? Right. What do you do? I love that. Um, I was trying to think about like, this phrase soul care because there are a lot of things that I do um but what like helps my soul and like the definition of soul is the combination of our body and our spirit and so I was just thinking about what makes my body and my spirit happy and honestly I love doing yoga and um I feel like that's for me the perfect combination of combining my body and my spirit because it's it's like a spiritual practice, but also physical practice. And I try to think about a time in my life where I felt like I was really doing a lot for myself and feeling very self-fulfilled. And it was a time where I was doing yoga every single day. And I, I think there's that. something to be said about doing something physical. Yeah. Too yeah. I love body. that. I think that's awesome. 
I am terrible at yoga, but I do like it. <laughs> you have do. you ever done goat yoga? No, oh but I want gosh. to. We're doing that. We'll we'll podcast about it later. <laughs> Another podcast. Episode. Another mamahood event. <laughs> yeah. Goat Our next one. yoga. Where do we get the goats? Oh my gosh, we need to do it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Where did they come from? I don't even know. We got to go to like the top of the mountain though. That's where we do it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. What do you want to do for soul care? What's something you want to start implementing? This is so funny that this is what we ended up talking about today because I was just at the library and, and we are going to dive into a lot of like mental illness stuff, like maternal mental health this, this month. But I was at the library and I, and I was grabbing all these books that I felt like I needed to read. And they were like different titles and different, I didn't even know some of the author. Like it was just like a bunch of titles that I just thought, oh, this would be good. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course I get home and I'm looking at all the titles and one of them's like, mama needs a nap. The next one is like, how to help yourself. <laughs> like all of these like self-help books of like meditation and like all these just different, mm-hmm. like how to help yourself in stressful situations. Just like a bunch of different titles. And I kind of looked down and I was like, <laughs> I am in need of some serious soul searching and serious <laughs> help over here. Just because I think we get so, I mean, I think it's just a matter of slowing down for me. Again, I've mentioned that before, but I think, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm answering your question right, but I think for me, like what I want to do would be to just enjoy and find something that I love that allows me to feel f- free. When you when you have that soul care, I think you feel that freedom. I feel it on the beach. I feel it on a nature walk. I feel it mm-hmm. and any time in nature, I feel that. Or if we decide to take a random road trip, I feel it when we're on our way there. You know, I think there's things that for me, I'm more spontaneous and I think it's, um, I thrive off of that. So my husband's hilarious because he's a lot more planned out than I am and mm-hmm. I'm over here like oh let's just go and he's like mm-hmm. super stressed out when for me that's like so freeing you <laughs> yeah. know so I think for me it just looks like maybe slowing down a little bit and enjoying different things something I did actually this week maybe this is dumb to share but I for some reason I was feeling so inspired by um just like a certain type of interior design on Pinterest this sounds so mm-hmm. dumb but like how they're how, like the sunlight was hitting certain areas of the house and just like the design of it, just very modern and very simple. And my house already is very simple. Like you will hardly find that many things on my walls. And I think for me, that makes me feel alive. If I can declutter mm-hmm. kind of just, I'm a very simplifying person. And if I can do that and get rid of a bunch of stuff, um, it just, it makes me feel alive. And I think that's something I strive to do. I don't, I'm not perfect at it. And a lot of times you'll come to my house and be like, holy cow, a tornado hit here. But for the most part, I would love to be in a spot where I have created a space for my family to have that kind of peaceful place to be and allow the spirit to be felt there and just allow just a good feeling to be in the home. And I don't know, have that kind of Mm -hmm. fill my soul with peace, I guess. I don't know. Did that answer your question? Yeah, I'm the same way. I agree. I mean, I think I've mentioned this before, but down like I hit a low um after having my baby of feeling like that same like chaotic feeling that Mm -hmm. my house wasn't in order Mm -hmm. and I like things to be really super clean and that's something that for me like that's not the same way for everybody else but for me part of my soul feeling happy is living in a clean space Mm -hmm. and 
my husband was awesome and he knew that. And so he kind of demanded my soul care and he had a maid service come and that was a gift that he had for me. And they came and they cleaned everything. And when they left, it really did feel like my soul like was lifted up or lifted. Yeah. yeah. And I, the poor, like (laughs) cleaner girl, like she comes to the bottom of the stairs and she's like, okay, Marin, we're done. We're going to head out. And I ran to the bottom of the stairs and just gave her a big hug. And I was crying and I was like, you don't even know (laughs) how much this helped me and lifted my spirits. And she was like, okay, like (laughs) it's just our job, but (laughs) I love that. But it's true. Like there's something to be said about your environment being a place where your soul can flourish and where your soul can grow. I love that. It reminds me too, like when we were out in Texas, I would have people bring, or whenever you have a baby, people bring you dinner. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the other day I had a friend bring me dinner, Liv, I'll just shout your name because you're the cutest, but she just came over. I don't know where she knew I was having kind of a hard day. She came over, just pops in dinner. To me, that is like the biggest labor of love. I think everyone yeah. receives love differently, but I just feel like, when you give that to others, you feel that same. And when you receive it, it's that same feeling too, you know? So yeah. I think finding ways to do it for others is helpful too. I don't know. I love that. And I love that you said there's different ways that we feel love because I think one of the biggest things that my husband and I have done for our souls lately is be really open with each other about our love languages and mm-hmm. how to fulfill them for each other. And I think we should do a whole episode on love I know, languages. I was just going to say that. We totally That would be should. really cool. But we had like this heart to heart where we, I was like, you know what? My love language is quality time. And this is how it needs to be exhibited in order for me to feel loved. And he said, my love language is words of affirmation. And this is how it needs to be exhibited for me to feel love. And we have literally, I just feel like just that simple little thing of trying to like meet each other's love languages too has made us, made our souls really happy. And um, sometimes I feel like even just expressing our needs to those mm-hmm. around us is something we can do for our soul. I love that. I love that. That's so, so funny because we're the opposite. Like my husband's is quality time and mine's words of affirmation. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to do a whole episode. I know. We need to we find should. like a love language expert and have him on. Oh my, we totally should. That'd be so fun. And the, have you heard of the Enneagram? Is that what it, or yeah. the Ennea, was that what it's Which called? Which are you? I don't know. I haven't done it yet. <gasps> After this. I know. Okay. <laughs> After this, she gives like this <laughs> wink face. Um, one more thing I will throw in there for soul care slash self care, which is really hard for me to admit, but and I think is so important is literally just taking care of the things for ourselves that we need to do that we don't want to do, uh, like I'm setting the worst appointments. Yeah, I hate the dentist. Like I. I'm traumatized by the dentist and I will do whatever I can to avoid going. Are you serious? Yeah. I've like worked in the dental field for I years. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you I'll get my lavender out. We'll let you smell that and make you all comfy. Ops, <laughs> I'm sad that you I need that you way. to be my dental hygienist. Someone drilled through my tongue. <gasps> yeah. Man. So ever since that happened, <laughs> more on that later. But oh my god! Ever since that happened, I've really had time with the dentist. Anyways, that's a whole different thing. I'm really bad though. I'm so good at being on top of like doctor's appointments and for your kids, for my kids, yeah. and even for my husband, but not for myself. And so something I did this last week was set a dentist appointment, a physical, a thyroid appointment, like all these appointments. <laughs> one for migraines because I've just been like living with chronic migraines and not doing mm-hmm. any think about it like I feel like sometimes just acknowledging what we need and that we might need expert care and Mm -hmm. then 
setting that appointment and going mm-hmm. is something we should do for ourselves as moms that we just don't do enough. How, how do you know how to find what, what care for your soul you need? That's a really good question. I think something that comes to my mind right off the bat is being a little more mindful of our feelings that we're having throughout the day and being able to go from there. Like I think if we were to even spend one day and just all day think really hard about how I'm feeling physically, spiritually, emotionally in this moment, Mm -hmm. like really all it took for me was one day of being like, how does my physical body feel? Oh, I have a migraine right now that I usually ignore. I have a toothache right now that I usually ignore. Maybe I should fix those things. Mm-hmm. So I think just a little more mindfulness about like our body and our well-being mm-hmm. and just sort of tuning into like what we're feeling is mm-hmm. a really good place to start. What do you think? Yeah, I love that. No, I love that I- idea. I feel like there's a point where you might be in like the darkness of postpartum and I think recognizing that is a perfect place to start. You don't need to go on a huge trip right now. You don't need to hire a maid right now. You don't need to do all those bigger things right now. But even just like acknowledging exactly what you said, how you're feeling in this moment, how is your body? How is your mental state? How is your physical state? How is everything? Spiritual state, just every aspect of you as a mom. And then analyzing it, see what you need. And then having, I think for me, would it would be to have that one person, whether it's a close friend or your husband, whoever it is, if you're a single mom, maybe it's just your best friend. I don't know, whoever it is. And just bouncing how those, how you're feeling about those things to them yeah. and allowing them to figure out how to, how to help you. Because mm-hmm. I did that the other day with my husband and I felt like I just didn't even know how to help myself. I'm like, I just, I'm this and this and this. And he's just like, okay, you need a nap. So I'm going to take care of everything. You know, <laughs> like he can, I yeah. feel like sometimes when you're out of, like I can look at you and be like, oh, I don't see a headache. You can't see that. But why don't I help you take your kids? Well, you go, you know what I mean? If mm-hmm. someone can see what you're going through, I think that helps you get the first steps of what you need to get help with. And then obviously you can dive into things that you love, like podcasts or, you know, hobbies or whatever it may be. But I think that's the first initial step of, step of how can I help myself? And I think that's, you nailed it on the head is figuring out how you're feeling. I love that. I think that we need other people. And sometimes it's really hard to admit that we do. (laughs) Totally. But more than Olivia said, like, don't feel from this episode like you need to, like, hire someone to clean your house. Or design your whole house. Yeah. Right. Or whatever. Or pay for a massage or pedicure or anything. Like, sometimes just starting by expressing how we're feeling is just where we start, like you said, to a trusted friend and then letting them help us figure out how to help ourselves because sometimes someone else will just be able to see what we can't see Mm -hmm. or see a solution that we can't see Mm -hmm. too. I feel like that's huge in my life is other people being like, well, why don't you acknowledge that this could be fixed this way? And I'm like, oh yeah, totally. And I think too, I mean, it's been so funny. I've opened up a little bit more about you know, maternal mental health online and stuff. And there's a lot of people who suffer silently Uh and me and Marion are really good friends to all of you. So if that means you want to message us about different things, or even just if you're feeling in a dark hole, I just think that's, that's why we're, that's what the mamahood is all about is mom supporting moms. And I think whether we live across the country from you, whatever it is, I think that, I mean, we're here for you. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it, we ha- there's no way we can all do it alone. There's just no way. There's not. And moms know how moms feel. 
Mm-hmm. There's just something about connecting with another mom that's so valuable. We are so excited to welcome our sponsor for this episode, Lucky and Me. Lucky and Me is an adorable online children's shop that focuses on children's underwear products. They're super soft fabric blends, several products featuring 100% organic cotton. They're perfect for sensitive skin, which is huge for my little kids. The quality design and the fit that can stand up to all day play, which is a must. And they always have tagless. There's never a tag on them and they're machine washable. We've been living in these because my little boy just recently got potty trained. He absolutely loves these underwear products. And as I've compared them to the underwear that we've bought at other places, just like your typical store, um, they are so much softer. Like we said, no tag. And And they're cute. Yes. So cute. The quality just can't be beat. And the, the colors are adorable. They have a huge variety of colors to pick from. I love that. So you can find them at luckyandme.com. And they have been so generous and given us a code for our listeners. So you're going to get 25% off your entire order with free shipping over $35 with code MAMAHOOD25. That is MAMAHOOD25 at LuckyAndMe.com. Okay, back to the show. So we'll share a couple of our wins and fails from our trips to Disneyland this week, just because it's entertaining and it's like fresh off our minds. Okay. So mine was the worst. (laughs) This is so bad. I was dying on Marco Polo. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we went to Disneyland for three days. Mind you, I could dive into anyway. I'm going to just start. I'm just, mine is a fail and a win in the same story. So I'm just going to get like, put it in a little nutshell. It was the best trip. It was so fun. But there was a moment where we were at the Winnie the Pooh section and I was supposed to be going to grab Marin a Rice Krispie treat, like covered in Mickey Mouse. Cause I demanded it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the gift shop and all of a sudden, like my husband was in line with the kids and all of a sudden my kids are in the gift shop and he's still waiting in line. <laughs> to see like the (laughs) animals or the characters Uh and so I was like why are the kids in here like I it is like I was wearing my youngest and then I had the other two running around and I'm like okay these kids need to come out because I'm like it was just like hurting cats so (laughs) this is so bad but I'm holding my I am wearing my baby and I'm holding her with one hand and then I'm trying to grab my other baby with my other arm who's um almost two so she's like running around and you know like the toddler fall like when you're holding their arm and they like collapse because mm-hmm. they don't want to go anywhere yeah it's, it's like, the worst yeah or like <laughs> it's just like dead weight right like uh-huh. they will not budge and I was trying to get them out and so I was holding her hand and she does the toddler fall on me and I'm like oh my gosh I'm trying to like juggle all these things holding another baby and I'm holding her arm and I hear just this pop and I'm like shiz I just popped her elbow out of place and Ooh. and I knew exactly what I did when I heard it because I had done the same thing with my other kid at the same age it's oh so gosh. bad and I really try That's hard so to like sad. lift them well obviously you, know, you don't mean to do that yeah. so it pops out and you know this because they hold their arm right next to their stomach so 
I knew just, I just knew. And we're in the middle of Disneyland. I felt like it took me a thousand years to even get to where we were. I was like, I'm not Mm going to take her to the doctor. Where do we even go? Like we're in the middle of Disneyland. I feel like it's miles, (laughs) miles to any doctor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just was like, so I yelled to my husband. I'm like, come here. I'm like, I just, I just popped her elbow out of socket. And so I felt like the worst mom. We're in the middle of Disneyland. Like it's supposed to be the happiest place on earth. And I'm over here like feeling so bad. So I sit her on my husband's lap and we had paid like an emergency room a couple hundred bucks to get my other little boy's elbow back in place. Mm -hmm. And I watched the nurse, what she did. And it was a really fast procedure. So I just hurried and Googled it to make sure I knew what I was doing. (laughs) And I popped her elbow back in place. And you should look it up because it's actually not as bad as it sounds. But like your odds. <laughs> but I felt like that was my win because instantly they feel better. So like she was fine the rest of the trip. And like when I tried it, you just basically, I mean, look it up. I'm not going to tell you guys how to do it because I'm not going to be responsible for that. But I just popped it back in place and I felt like that was a total win. So fail and win <laughs> in the same story. I'm dying. It was uh, so bad. I hate winning out of place. Just pop it back yeah. in. <laughs> Hashtag momlin. Oh my gosh. Seriously I love though, it. like why do we spend so many, so much money and time and effort? Like the lot when we took him to the ER when I popped it the other kids out of place, it was like an ordeal. So right. there are a few things you learn as your years go by that I was grateful for in the middle of Disneyland. This is what I was saying earlier. We are literally doctors. I know. We are. Yeah. I'm calling it a win. Just kidding. Some doctor is gonna get mad at me for saying that. Um Okay, what's yours? Mine, I was going to say a different one, but yours just reminded me of one that I is really similar. So Hudson, my three-year-old, has had like chronic croup his whole life. Like if he gets a cough, oh, it will turn into croup regardless. Are you serious? Yeah. So it's, it's enough times, like enough ER visits, like we have miles of bills from ER for croup. And um, it's so much so that like when I hear him coughing, I kind of get like that uneasy feeling and I'm just like oh no this is going to be croup and of course like we stayed in an Airbnb and I wake up at like 5 30 in the morning to the sound of the barking cough oh no and he's in the other room and I'm like oh my gosh not today like we're going to Disneyland today and <laughs> it was kind of the same thing where I was like you know what no I'm not <laughs> You will not be sick right now. I'm not going to an ER in Anaheim, California, where that's out of our network. And obviously, you guys, if my son was in danger, I would take him to an ER, Um, no matter what the cost or the time commitment or whatever. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to usually I kind of freak out and just rush him to the ER when he has the barking cough because I just feel overwhelmed and kind of stressed but lots of people always give me advice to follow to try and get the croup to go away on its own without having to go to the ER and I never listen because I'm just too like anxiety ridden yeah. but I was like we're just gonna try like we're gonna try and get rid of it on our own and um we ended up I just took him into the bathroom it's like 5 30 a.m the sun's not up and it was kind of like a little bonding moment for us because we sat in a steamy bathroom and gradually his coughs got better and less. And then I took him outside to breathe like some humid air and he was better. And um, we were able to call and get like a steroid sent over to us, like to the pharmacy so that oh, we didn't have nice. to go to oh, the ER. Yeah. And we were able to wait until our doctor opened because I, instead of freaking out, 
I decided to just try to get it to calm down on my own and it did. And so then we were able to not have an ER visit. And so I'm considering that a win. I think that's a win. And we were still able to go to Disneyland that day. He I was, love that. He was fine. I love so that. I might get criticized for doing that, but I don't really care. It <laughs> hey, worked for us. I'm over here doing procedures <laughs> in the middle of Disneyland. So I'm sure we'll have some hate mail for that. But uh, you do you, girl. I think that's a great tag. You do you. Do you. you. <laughs> I hate when people say that. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> really um so we're over here being doctor moms yeah um, killing it <laughs> <laughs> but in the moment it's just like i don't know i think i mean i think your heart of hearts knows when you need to you know what i mean I think of that's course mother's instinct too of so. course we would never like not do what we need to do like, but we will go to disneyland even if you're on your deathbed we are at I disneyland paid three hundred dollars <laughs> we will ride peter pan today <laughs> yeah that was our fail we never rode peter pan my favorite mm-hmm. ride i know that's my favorite ride too. the line is just really long <laughs> i know it really and is. i was just like you know what i don't want to stand in a 40 minute line today no so you're gonna ride the teacups again <laughs> sorry oh i can't do teacups. same thing I just can't. Did you do the teacups? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder you have a migraine. I can't. <laughs> I can't do the teacups for the life of me. We never really have before, but my boys loved it, and the line was super short, like five minute wait. So we there's just a reason it. why, Mare. Because <laughs> people get sick on that thing. <laughs> Everyone hates the teacups. That's awesome, though. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, Mamas. Um, we really hope that. You take some time to do some soul care and take some time to do something that makes your soul happy. Um, Even if that's just starting by acknowledging what that may be and then going from there. Or if you need permission from us to do it, (laughs) we're giving you all of that. We will email out permission slips (laughs) that that you can sign. Um, And as always, please reach out to us and let us know what you're thinking about the podcast. If there's any topics you want us to cover, um, you can find us on Instagram at the.mamahood. You can find us on Facebook now. We have a Mamahood podcast Facebook group. And just search can, the Mamahood podcast and I think you'll be able to find it. Yeah, with our logo and stuff. Yeah. And more about that later. We're going to start doing more with that group that we'll talk about. Um, and then you can always email us at podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. And You'll be seeing our podcast launch pictures and videos this week. So we're super excited to show you all of that. And if you missed it, you were there in spirit. So you can still come take a peek at those two over on the blog. Um, It was such a fun turnout. And it was so fun to meet so many of you that are listening to at that as well. So yeah, that was the best. There's a little video and everything. So I hope so. Go check it out. Okay. And um, if you liked this episode, please scroll down and leave us a review. It does a lot so that we can connect with more moms like you. Thanks for listening.